This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to yet another episode of Hafta from a extremely eventful news week. Uh we're recording from Delhi at 3:20 in the late afternoon on the 28th of January. It's a Thursday. So on the hafta today, uh, let me first introduce the panel before I get into the regular announcements that we always have and I bore you with. In the studio, in the office with me is Manisha Pandey. Hi, Manisha. Hello. Mehraj. Hello. Raman sir. Hi. And joining me uh, from home on Zoom is Hartosh Singh Bal. Hi, Hartosh. Hi. Our listeners are familiar with you, but those of our new subscribers and welcome all you new subscribers. So many wonderful people have joined. Thank you so much for paying to keep news free. Uh, Hartosh is the political editor of Caravan Magazine. He is the author of Water Close Over Us: A Journey. along the narmada he was formerly the political editor at open magazine he is the co-author of a certain ambiguity a mathematical novel which won the association of american publishers award for best professional scholarly work on mathematics for 2007 he's also worked for the express the helka and mail today and today we shall use his mathematical mind to give us some equations and permutations and combinations of what is cooking in the political scenario of delhi and indeed punjab but first a few announcements Before we get into the full on discussion I would like to tell all our subscribers that the Discord server is up. We have a Discord server where already over a thousand I think it may be close to 1500 subscribers are already there discussing stuff. We had WhatsApp groups, you know, city specific WhatsApp group, we had, you know, US WhatsApp group, we had Delhi WhatsApp group, we had Mumbai WhatsApp group where all you subscribers used to talk to each other and to us and we tell you about all the events that are upcoming. Now we have one Discord server So unlike WhatsApp Discord is linked to our subscription database so you will gain or lose access depending on your subscription as opposed to WhatsApp we have had to manually check who all have paid the subscription and therefore are not removed from the group uh, this may be appear daunting at first if you're new to Discord because it doesn't have the simplicity that we are used to of WhatsApp but it grows on you and it's way more convenient for access you got to click on the user icon this is if you're a subscriber only at the top right hand of our website then on my profile and then on the nl discord tab all details will be there so do come on to discord discuss all that you want to ask us the questions that you want answers of but we have very strict rules on discord because on whatsapp sometimes people used to get a bit nasty or mean um very rarely but sometimes here uh, you know we don't want it to become a noisy kind of a nonsensical place so uh, we have very strict guidelines on our news learning discord server if you break those you will be kicked off so just letting you know but it's a fantastic place to meet like minded people uh, the news laundry subscriber community is a wonderfully smart um you know engaging community that i like spending time with whenever we have those news laundry sessions when i'm traveling it is always a pleasure and a delight so do check out our discord server and many of our subscribers then get to know each other and have their own hangout sessions so you can check that out but before the headlines hartosh I mean one can't not be a bit stunned by what happened on the 26 January in Delhi where were you were you uh, at home were you in Delhi no, were no, you traveling I was sitting and talking to my reporters who were out there I mean it's we have to just be so I mean we were getting a sense of it from every which place where we could be hearing people talking to the reporters who were out on the field hmm. and just following whatever was happening with a pretty clear idea I see so we shall be discussing that in some detail also lots of journalist related things have happened uh, rajdeep sardesai has been taken off air yeah with his one month salary uh, salary cut matlab mithai nahi milegi kone mein baitho 
Neha Dikshit has been sent some horrific threats. Yeah, uh, she's filed a police that. complaint and case against three journalists in UP for reporting on children at, yeah, so uh, at a, a yoga lot festival. That is that is alarming for journalists. But uh, let's get the headlines before we get into the discussion, which Manisha shall give us. Yeah, the huge tractor rally that was planned by farmers on Republic Day culminated with a section of protesters entering the Red Fort and hoisting the Nishan Saheb and farmer union flags. Delhi police has detained 200 protesters in connection with Republic Day violence. They filed 25 FIRs and booked over 30 farm leaders who were part of talks with the centre. Some farm leaders have also accused actor Deep Sidhu of leading farmers to Red Fort and have blamed him for the violence. A lawyer, meanwhile, has filed a petition in the Supreme Court seeking judicial inquiry into the violence that took place on Republic Day's tractor rally. Supreme Court has stated the Bombay High Court order that stated that minors groping without skin-to-skin contact is not sexual assault. Thank God for that. Uh, The same Bombay High Court judge has given another order today which says that holding hands of victim or open pant zip of accused will not amount to sexual assault under POXCO. India today takes lead anchor Radeep Sardesai off air. They've cut his monthly salary. This was uh, because... One month salary, not monthly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They've not cut his monthly salary. They've cut his one month salary. We can discuss what happened here with with the story. There's been a case filed against three journalists for reporting on the plight of children at a UP government event. The government not only filed a clarification to the report, but also filed an FIR. Petrol diesel prices touched record high in Delhi after increase in rates. India is seventh on index of countries impacted by climate change in 2019. The Supreme Court has refused to grant the makers and actors of Amazon Prime web series Thunder protection from arrest. Comedian Munawar Ali continues to be in jail. His bail plea has been rejected by the Madhya Pradesh High Court. Wealth of Indian billionaires has increased by 35% during lockdown, according to Oxfam. Excellent. Facebook to permanently stop recommending political groups to users. Journalist Neha Dikshit has said that she's been stalked for months. She's received rape and death threats. And uh, this week, someone even tried to break into her house. She's filed a complaint to the police. Over 100 have been injured as police, tear gas, water cannons, teachers protest in Agartala. And US judge approves the Weinstein Company bankruptcy plan to pay $17 million for sex abuse claims. Look, uh... First of all, I was not surprised that the route was broken on the morning. And anybody who's been following the protest with any degree of closeness already knew this was going to be happening. I will, I mean, on Jan 25th, about 3 p.m. in the afternoon, I put out a tweet. I said, I doubted the implications of the statement of Sarvan Singh Pandey, General Secretary of the Kisan Mazdoor Sangarsh Committee, have yet sunk in. All bets are off for tomorrow, and the Delhi police's attempts to enforce a route for the tractor rally seem to have failed. This is on Jan 25 afternoon. I have tweeted this out. Yeah? The Delhi police itself has been quoted on. I read out a story to you, NDTV story from the 25th, yeah, which claims that uh, mischievous elements can create a law and order situation and says that the ISI and Khalistani groups will be creating trouble on Republic Day. Two things come out from here. One is that the deviation from the route by a large number of protesters was predictable. The background to this, you must understand, is that when this whole tractor rallied, and I hold the farm leaders, however much they may shirk away from it, also accountable for this, had made it clear that it would be entering Delhi. What was the demand of most of the people in the protest site, Singhu and Tikri, was that they should be allowed to touch the outer ring road. The route that was finally settled with the Delhi police and the leaders did not touch the outer ring road at the points that they wanted. It created dissatisfaction among the younger elements at Singhu, and this was very clear over the last two days. 
among the people addressing the younger elements was lakha sudhana who has his own history and deep siddu whether deep siddu is a plant or not i think people are trying to make all sorts of justifications he's been close to the bjp entered politics through sunny deol does that make him necessarily bjp being an associate of sunny deol not necessarily but those are the facts on the ground now the question is that if the delhi police knew that isi and khalistani in their words i don't think that either of those two terms actually find any justification in what happened or the second simple fact that if journalists like me knew that the route would be broken there would be turning then how on republic day do you not have security at the red fort how do you not have preparations at crucial places interesting question i don't have answers to that certainly the farm leaders were not in control of this group that broke and moved towards the red fort in fact it was largely leaderless it went to the red fort there was an attack on the police the nishan saab was put up that's not a khalistani flag that the tricolor was not pulled down and the nishan saab put up these things happened this is the fact whether they were allowed to happen whether enough was done there couldn't have been an intelligence failure because everyone knew that these were the events that were going to occur the farmers itself were they entirely anti social elements or misled no a lot of them were genuine protesters who had come with the expectation that they would be going into delhi those are the two facts that came together on that particular date and time apart from that i think the mainstream media machinery the government media machinery kicked in about the huge amount of violence well if you look at it i think that point has been made that civilians private citizens private property was not touched buses were moved out of the way as barricades and the real clashes that happened happened at that single event at red fort which can't be justified in any case this is the sum total of what happened on 26 the focus has been red fort it leaves out a lot of other things and then this whole whipped up right wing hysteria of khalistan an idea that hasn't occurred to any of the protesters anybody in punjab has been created to the extent and i can tell you the damage this is doing is yesterday of my friend of mine was wandering around sundar nursery which is the new lutians delhi khan market kind of hangout and he said <laughs> that there's a young sikh boy running around with other children and suddenly the young children start calling out khalistani khalistan this is a throwback to the early 80s this is a throwback wow. to 84 this is a throwback to 85 created out of nowhere so i'm just laying out what the situation is today in the country as a result of what has happened on the 26 gazipur was the area like let at singu singu border there just one group broke but at gazipur according to our reporters who were, who stayed there in the you know during the night he said many new people had come from pilibhit bajpur and uh, vilaspur you know that uttarakhand area and up so they had come in the night the youngsters and they were the most instrumental in breaking the barricades and they wanted to go to central they wanted to go to the at night uh, only it was, it they was had planned. decided that we are going it was planned it doesn't matter yeah, whether lal kila jana hai it was planned newcomers were uh, mainly they were the instrumental uh, you know in breaking the barricades and they were all youngsters and ha huh, and, and the police uh, was completely outnumbered what police had done they had just put the barricades in the form of the buses Uh, the buses were standing and uh, some uh, you know containers so the, they removed them uh, through the tractors right. okay and uh, they just marched on so i think gazipur the people were more aggressive the ones who, who had come from gazipur side 
from day one these channels have called them khalistani they didn't have to hoist any flag or do anything this narrative was there from day one without them having to do anything ki they are khalistani they are anpad bhekave mein aaye hain bhramit hain mat inki baaton ko suno these are the things that are being said about the farmers so you have a situation here where you have a bunch of young people lots of young people old people also but younger more restless people you see every day how you're being vilified by television media you see that the government's not listening to you you want to be heard you want to be seen you create the sort of a pressure cooker situation and it's bound to burst and i think that's what bjp specializes in doing to create you just, pressure to you just let you just yeah, yeah. push people to a corner to a point that they they will naturally explode and in this case i would still say though television was showing these you know images of nihangs with a sword they didn't show how the police was beating them up they didn't show how there were protesters stopping these nihangs they didn't show how there were protesters asking young people to get off the ramparts of red fort and saying tum apna nuksan kar rahe ho get off If this was such an aggressive, scary, whatever Khalistani rally, why were they being greeted in every neighborhood that they went through? This is very different from, by the way, the Ram Mandir collection rallies that are happening now, which you know they go through neighborhoods and you know chants uh, stuff about Muslims and all that. So this was, this was not. Uh, of course, it went crazy at some point with the you know them racing around with their tractors the way they did. Of course, there was violence against journalists, but I think it was the violence was. amplified way more but do check out manisha's episode of nuisance to see the how she's you know distinction between capital hill and what happened but yeah. mehraj uh, your take on what you saw is it incompetence is it design what what do you make of what you saw so what uh, manisha was saying at what hartosh was also saying i mean part of the responsibility definitely lies with the former leaders because they built up the this thing but w- the expectations yeah what we shouldn't lose sight of is the fact that the primary responsibility for this lies with the government this protest didn't start on the 26th not even on november 26th when they came to delhi this started in punjab in september and how did the government deal with it they practically imposed a rail blockade on the state on punjab after that they came to delhi they were brutalized by the police on the way they came here only asking for their demands to be met talk to us talk to us with dignity talk to us with respect they have been thwarted at every single point and then comes like manisha said then comes this this thing okay they are not listening to us in punjab they are not listening to us on the road they are not listening to us at singu and tikri let's go to delhi and then what happens is first they like try to do this jugad no you stay there you come here you come here and then they put up blockades on their on their way and the police commits violence obviously if you have 2 lakh people on the road you will always have i mean even if it's gandhi ji's protest you will have some people who will commit violence Mm-hmm. that happens but this whole narrative that has shifted overnight that the entire blame lies on these guys because they committed violence now we are no longer with them and this and that i mean this is just i mean and this is not a something that's happened new we saw this like only a few a months year. ago with the caa hmm. before i mean kashmir to it happens every month hmm. elsewhere it happens every month so this is not something new and manisha was saying the channels didn't show that these people were being like the farmers were trying to intervene containing the violence that is not their job See, their yeah. job is to show that that they are committing violence because i mean i'm wondering if you know two things that definitely come to light as i saw this one clip of some of these anchors saying will these farmer leaders answer can they cannot absolve themselves of responsibility what has happened these visuals it's your responsibility manisha has done a very good job of actually showing that if you just replace farmer leaders with amit shah and farmers with delhi police These would have been good questions a year ago for Amit Shah and Delhi police because you had far more horrific visuals of them. But one set of images that I thought were truly disturbing was at the Red Fort. There's this like drop of about thirty odd feet, thirty thirty five feet, and there's about maybe fifty cops who are being hammered and they're being pushed over. 
I mean, I'm sure a couple of them would have broken their leg. That's a yeah, yeah. Yes. And and these cops aren't exactly the most athletic leads <laughs> antelopes. You know, I'm sure that that impact would have broken a few legs. One guy tried to climb up a pole to remove the flag, and <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that was really that. sad. So. So I I think it's very disturbing what the media is doing and uh, we'll discuss it later in the hafta on you know if that's having impact on the judiciary on governance overall but uh, I don't know if have any of you seen that Iron Man film where there is this character Trevor Slattery that Ben Kingsley plays he's basically a character called the Mandarin Who and he's supposed to be this great he's very scary and terrorist but he's uh, basically a buffoon yeah he's incompetent I'm wondering Gujarat Delhi last year Delhi this year Maybe we have imagined that the Modi Shah combination, like you're saying, they build up this pressure, and they, maybe they're genuinely like Ben Kingsley. They are clueless, and this shit keeps happening around them. It's not designed. I mean, I mean, it's a. I think it's a theory worth contemplating. I mean, I mean, you can't be so clever to design the siege. And even the guys who went up top and put the flags, I don't think they're radicals or anything. Like you said, it was just simply musti, just excited. Thoda sa josh mein hoosh and thoda sa just exactly like there is a specific significance to Red Fort and Nishan Sahib. There's the Fateh Divas that is celebrated in March, you know, for defeating Shah Alam. But, but so there is a there is a symbolism to it, and they acted from a sense of history, not a sense of like hum India ko respect nahi karte ya constitution, you know, we are hmm. trying to overthrow the hmm. constitution or whatever. Yeah. We also must be clear what wasn't shown. Nihang unsheets his sword. We don't have any cut injuries on any policeman. The people who interposed themselves between those swords and the policemen were the other Sikh protesters themselves, and that is there clearly there in every video footage, etc. Those are not images you are seeing. Through this supposedly, even the word here was used, primary identity. E- even the most hot-headed of protesters made sure that the primacy of the Indian tricolor was not challenged at any right. point of time. Mm. That is not the act of somebody looking to make a point of. taking over the state exactly. or the nation that is not what you would do if that was and in fact there were some anchors who gave direct false information yeah. by saying that it's been yeah, replaced yeah times now said ah. very clearly that the tricolor was replaced which is a lie it was not replaced anywhere yeah और मुफात खोर भाई लोग एंजॉइंग छोटा हफ्ता हाँ भाई ऐश करो छोटे हफ्ते के साथ लेकिन इफ यू वांट द फुल हफ्ता यू हैव टू कम बिहाइंड द पेवॉल बिकॉज़ द फुल हफ्ता इज ओनली बिहाइंड द पेवॉल एंड व्हाट अदर बेनिफिट्स यू गेट व्हेन यू बिकम अ सब्सक्राइबर अदर देन द फुल हफ्ता वेल you get to get on our discord server which i have already explained to you uh, also you can use the rss feed to put on your other pa- podcast platforms if you're a game changer and if you come out to newslearn.com you know how that's done it's come to a stage where i know many journalists who speak to me on the phone and they say yaar dhyan rakho tum bahut zyada bol dete ho and those people aren't bhags but they don't want to speak up the whole fear psychosis has worked people who could speak up have decided not to they said fuck it yeah. how has it come to this stage is the fear only commercial i mean we can keep saying um, you know pay to keep news free and that is the model but i don't think it's just a financial thing i i mean i do believe people like savant and anjana om kashyap and all they genuinely believe that this should be a hindu nation i think many of these judges aren't looking for a post retirement job they genuinely believe this should be a hindu nation and they genuinely believe we should be the hindu version of the taliban it's a very potent combination of incompetence and belief you see most of these are bad journalists who would have otherwise never made it high up in the profession they, they don't do journalism so hmm. this belief system that you profess and project in front is actually what has helped you rise in the profession i am not saying they are doing it consciously or not but those two things go hand in hand none of these on journalistic grounds if you sit and examine them Are worth a penny as journalists. Yeah, they have come through this power of this 
emotive advertising theater they play out in the name of journalism. So yes, it is both conviction and incompetence that actually shapes them into what they are. Uh, why don't we see a pushback, Manisha? Do you think it is financial? What, like, you have a lot of young journalist friends, uh, and since you are so fond of Sudhir, what what makes him tick? What makes him tick with people? You're asking. No, what, what, what is makes this? him tick why in his own life? Why don't we see a pushback? I mean, but you know, Artosh is right in that sense. Like, at least for television news, like, what would a Rahul Shiv Shankar if we aren't in the ecosystem that we are today? Like, what's his competence? How would he become an anchor who's watched or who even gets prime time on Times now? The only reason Times now probably got him is because he could, you know, suck up to BJP and he could just, you know, be, a, be a sad version of Arnab on their show. And that's 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 it. Hmm. There's, it's true that there's nothing to him other than his ability to suck up to the current government. And that's true but for most. But what about the Why do people have to call you and say, yeah, uh, you should be careful? Like, w- what is the fear? No, but I think that in Neha's fear case, for example... Not, in Neha, of course, it's yeah. a real and present. I mean, we've had... Look look at the precedents also. No, you had Gauri Lankesh shot dead. Till now, there's been no proper, you know, action. There's there's no one that's been held accountable properly. This I don't even know where the case is at right now. It's not just about death, but the harassment in terms of legal action, the the trolling. And it can be very severely psychologically damaging for, for some journalists. I mean, I know that at least in Ravish's case, he's harrowed by people. Continually add on to WhatsApp groups where there are death threats, where he's being abused. Even Rajdeep, we can quibble about his journalism all, but he has been, you know, harassed quite a bit when he goes out. Hmm. Now he's being harassed from all sides. But I think in general, yeah... And journalism has always been, I, I keep saying this again and again, well, we have this, I mean, because we are journalists and other people also have this idea that journalism is this great crusading profession. Throughout history, since the very beginning, we are called scribes because they used to write for the kings. Since the very beginning, journalism, as we have understood it, has been aligned with power. It's very rare for journalists to actually do what we think of as journalists doing, which is being adversarial to power, which is like holding power to account as the saying goes. You have that on one side. And now there is this sort of this, as the free marketers like to say, this incentive, right? So take Rajdeep Sardai, this his case. He has, say, this Gaurav Sawant, Rahul Kamal, all the others, Danganas and the rest of them. Every day they tweet bigoted stuff. They say 10 times worse things than Rajdeep says. They're lauded. They're rewarded. Rajdeep says something which is not in the interest of the power. So he gets punished. The next time somebody who's like, say, a step or two down on the rung from them, they watch this. What are they supposed to take from this? That as long as you align with whatever is the power, whether it's corporate power, whether it's state power, or whether it's like just social power, you align with that, you are rewarded. Niha Dikshit, if you descend from that, if you go away from that, you are a Niha Dikshit, face this. Before we move on, just want to plug our new NLSNA project. Hopefully, we'll top up our legal fund. Uh, because we have two cases going on and hopefully at least one of those will be resolved and quashed soon. Our NL Sena fund is on a godman's trail. Uh, like, you know, India has lots of self-styled godmen who wield great power, right from the days of Chandra Swami and Dhirendra Brahmachari onwards. Even today, there are many who are spectacularly successful in the social, political, religious kind of space. Uh, we are going to be really doing a deep dive investigation into one such who has become extremely prominent and powerful and how he became that powerful and influential and what his past has. So do contribute to that NLSNA project. It takes a long time to do stories like this and we have to arm ourselves with facts so that when the inevitable case comes, we have truth as a defense. 
I, I think it's an extremely complex problem. And I mean, I'll just give you a purely, let's take the news laundry example. Like, you know, we, I know a lot of people here have trashed social media as have I, yet we owe our existence to social media. Had it not been for Twitter and Facebook and the WhatsApp communities that we've created, we would not be sustainable. I mean, we are a news organization who is sustainable without taking ads, man. That's a miracle here. I mean, I mean, when I went to raise funds eight years ago from various investors and funds, I mean, they said, what are you talking about? And what are you talking about? A subscription model. And, and that time, though, even many friends of mine who are running news organizations uh, now and digital organizations, that time said, what the fuck are you talking about? Just shut up and take ads. This is how you get traffic. So, and that has happened because of Twitter, Facebook. Yet, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook more than Twitter is a horrific thing when it comes to spreading the message of hate. But yet, it has also made communities that have made news sustainable. I do believe, you know, people like Caravan, people like us have made a difference. I mean, it may not be huge, but it, it is there and it may grow. Would I want social media taken away? Then I'm cutting the branch I'm sitting on. But yet, do I acknowledge that the branch is also growing poison? Yes, it is. And can you have tweets like the president of the United States saying that fight and all and no, you got to take that down because he's the president and that's always going to be a subjective call. So it's complicated, but surely someone has to be given the authority of taking that stuff down and as per the legal provisions of the way companies are structured, that call will have to be the companies whether they set up a reader's editor or a separate committee or whatever. So th that's the thing. I mean, you can't just do away with social media any more than you can do away with the wheel. You can't just go back in time, right? It has to exist. It will exist. The problem is not that, the question is not whether something, for example, hate content should be removed or not. I mean, in a sense, if you are living in a human society, there will always be people online and off who will, even on a platform that is created with the noblest of intentions, they'll misuse it, they'll use it for hateful speech. The question is, how do you deal with it, right? So the problem here is Facebook doesn't want to deal with hate speech. Twitter doesn't want to deal with hate speech. You Google and YouTube and all the rest, because that is their business model. Their business model is to make us addicts. And the best way to make people addicts on social media is to send you down this an emotional hole. trigger basically an emotional trigger is way more effective than an exactly. intellectual I mean, as, trigger as sure. one of this I mean there's this American antitrust scholar he put it beautifully. He said their business model is they're selling tickets to the end of democracy. So unless you change that business model, unless you make them accountable, that's not going to happen. If you, I mean, we say Facebook has moderators, Facebook does this and that. Essentially, what the real thing is that it's just one person making decisions for a platform that is used by billions of people. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. And that's because he, the way he structured his company and he's been able to maintain that kind of control over it. He has structured that company that way. He is using his power in that particular way because the starting with the US Congress the US government they're allowing him to do that also they, they don't understand it I mean yeah. if you saw his questioning congressional hearing hoti hai, kya yeah, hoti hai? yeah yeah Matlab, some of those dadajis their questions made it clear Unko, they don't understand what is the internet I mean Precisely. it was very clear this was the same thing at one point of time this was the same thing that the oil companies were doing big oil was doing the telecom uh, these were doing the monopolies were doing but they went after them, broke them up, made them responsible. Because they, I mean, the, there's this argument, and it's a very powerful argument, internet wouldn't have existed like as it exists now if the US government hadn't broken up the telecom monopolies. All of you listening in, the Chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta. We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers are served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.